0: Informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joe Parrott, founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working with dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Welcome to another episode of LWDG Poddog. I'm joined this evening by the amazing group experts, M. Stevens and Abby Reed. Tonight we are going to be talking about mate syndrome. So, ladies, uh, if I start with you, Em, what is mate syndrome?
1: So oh, it's. It's been given this kind of title. Um, It's basically where you have two dogs of a very, very similar age in the same household and you as they grow up and they develop, you can if you don't manage it and you're not careful with your training, you can get issues from Overexcitement excitement all the way through to quite severe dog dog aggression between each other fights really really harming each other and having to keep them completely separate so it can be quite a serious thing it can just be that they're constantly play fighting and it's just annoying um, or it can be as severe as aggression and you also get things like separation anxiety from each other and a lack of a bond between owner and dog because they're so bonded to each other. So it can be quite a serious, serious thing, which is why I wanted to to discuss it today.
0: So it's a little bit like, um, I'm sure other ladies or other people listening to this will relate. Um, I bred the two dogs I have now and I couldn't decide, well, me and my dad couldn't decide which one each to keep out the litter. We kept them separately, but they were together. So even from the beginning, they've been around each other. And now definitely, with them living in the house and living closer together, I see them not play off each other, but they're very much interested in each other's lives, sometimes a little bit more than mine. Not so much now they're a little bit older, but yeah, they definitely do have that bond. But a lot of people do do that, don't they? They think, oh, I want to have one, I'll have two, or I'll keep two, or I'll buy two. They'll be friends with each other. But a lot of people think that's not a good idea too.
1: I think... It is. It's a great idea for dogs, a pack animals, So they like to have company. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, is to know, just to have this in the back of your mind and be aware of it. Litter mates or two dogs of a very similar age can be absolutely fantastic to have and really, really come on really nicely. Um, but it's just to have this in the back of your mind so that you prevent any issues happening and make sure that they grow up as two individuals that live in the same house rather than two of the same and one suppressing the other and things like that. Um, so that's just, just something to be aware of when you, when you decide to have two dogs.
2: I've got three sets of litter mates, uh, age range from 10, 10 all the way down to one. So I've got brothers and sisters, three sets of them. Um, I just say they're all totally different characters you know and they they they're like chalk and cheese so if you're going to have two two litter mates or three litter mates you need to like realize that they are different dogs and you do need to build a bond an individual bond with each of those dogs
0: so is it a case then does litter mate syndrome as we are, as we hear about it only affect related litter mates
1: no. So this is where people kind of get unstuck. They kind of go, all right, well, I'll avoid littermate syndrome because I'll go and get one pup. And then six weeks, seven weeks later, I'll go and get another pup from a different breeder. Um, and even if they're a different breed, slightly different ages, we're talking around sort of between eight weeks, eight to 12 weeks apart from each other, probably you'd still get the same kind of issues, but it can go up to kind of six months apart. So if you've got a pup and then six months later, got another dog, that pup's not fully trained and developed in its own body to for you to go right you're a fully developed dog i'll go and get another puppy um so it's all about their development um but you can get litter syndrome in in dogs that aren't related to each other which a lot of people aren't aware of because it's called litter syndrome so you'd expect it in only dogs that are genetically related to each other and it, that's not necessarily the case
0: so i think what you're sort of saying is like if you look at somebody's got a large amount of dogs older dogs have had time to become themselves in their own right become quite independent and they don't think good. where you have these dogs which are closer to age they tend to bounce off one
2: another they tend to bounce off each other rather than bounce off you so um what emma was saying before actually it, they don't have to come from the same litter to have litter mate syndrome so i i've done this recently where i've actually got litter mates so brother and sister eight weeks later i bought another pup so only two months later, another pup. So there's three youngsters in my house. So actually, I can totally understand where Emma's coming from. The fact they do tend to look to each other for fun while they're out and about, which is fine when they're young. OK, but once they start getting their like uh, feet under the table or whatever that phrase is, that's the time you need to go. Actually, you guys need to spend less time together and more time with me on your own.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pups pups brought up together can be absolutely fantastic. They they do a lot of the kind of socialization puppy play bit that you need them to do without actually you needing to, to do any effort as such. So you can you can almost use another puppy as a, as a sim, simulation, basically, of everything that you need. They learn their play biting. They learn a lot of behaviors about how to play and when to stop playing. But at the same time, you have to remember, actually, you need to treat these two dogs as complete individuals. As Abby said, they're they're completely different dogs. They've got completely different personalities. And if you've got one that's slightly more of a bully than the other one or one that's slightly more interested in things, and then you've got one that's a bit more reserved, those personalities need to be worked on differently. You need to be able to calm the boisterous, confident one down and not let it bully its sister or brother, And also you need to bring on the other one's confidence without it relying on its litter mate who's who's the confident one all the time. So they do need to be and you need to be very aware of the dog's personalities that you're working with. And like Abby said, at some point, you also need those dogs to look to you for that confidence and that trust and that relationship rather than each other.
2: You'll find that actually when you've got them together with you, they act very differently when they're on their own with you. That's that's what I found. It's like, oh, actually, you're you're quite sweet when you're with me on your own, but when you're when you're with your little mate, actually, you're a little devil. So, you know, you need to you do need to separate them and train them separately.
0: And I think that can be quite frustrating. Like you said, if if you're a a novice handler and you've got two, it is really hard to remember that you may need to handle both of them entirely differently and that they will progress in different areas at different speeds and you can't have that sort of mindset, can you, of, well, your brother can do it, so why can't you? It just doesn't work like that, does it?
1: No, and I think as well, you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. that actually you... You not only need to handle them differently when they're together and be a different handler to the two of them. You need to be nice with one and slightly harder and more strict with the other one and things like that. But equally, then when they're separate, you also need. You might actually find that the one that's actually harder to control and a bit more kind of rogue is actually really, really sticky and glued to you when it's on its own. So, again, you'd have to change your handling style when it's on its own compared to when it's with its litter mate.
0: So what are the sort of signs of Lite syndrome? Because when you say lite syndrome, it, it, it can sound almost like understandably alarming, but really, really serious to the point that, that we need to potentially, if we knew, quite freak out about it. But what are the signs of it?
1: So It sounds like it's a bit of a disease when you call it litter mate syndrome, doesn't it? And it's actually, it's not that at all. But basically the, the signs can vary from what Abby touched on earlier, where you take them out and they're so engrossed in each other that they, they, they couldn't care less if you were there or not. You could go wait in the car and they could go and exercise themselves. It could go up to kind of what we would call jealousy. Obviously dogs can't feel jealousy. It's more like guarding and things like that. So they could guard you, they could guard each other. They can guard things from each other. Um it could be as severe as starting to fight over things um, and get quite severe fights um, from them. Um, or it could be kind of the the more emotional side of things that actually they can't be separated from each other. And you're finding it really difficult if you take one out, the other one's very, very stressed. Um, and if they're together, they're absolutely fine and things like that. And you may find that one is more stressed than the other. Um, so there's there's a few signs to look out for. But the, the biggest thing is, is that either you're finding them very aggressive and boisterous when they're together or they're very, very stressed and, and separation anxiety when they're split up from each other.
0: Obviously, a lot of people who have littermate syndrome at the moment, they are potentially sort of concerned and want to know how they can sort of solve that. But before we go thinking about that, how do we prevent it in the first place?
2: So so for me, having, having litter mates, you have to be really organised And taking the individual needs of each dog. So, you have to set a training program for each dog individually, you know, from the two. And you have to make time to take each dog out individually, spend time each day with them on their own. Okay, they can play about in the garden perhaps for a little while, but actually, every day, put one away, keep one out. Okay, and that's not just to train it, but just to mooch about the house with you, just to, you know, find out his little character when he's not actually working, you know, and then put that one away, get the other one out. So they have like free time to be themselves without the other dog, you know, and then also you have to take them out the house individually and practice your heel work, sit stays, recall, puppy manners when they're on their own. And then equally, you have to teach them how to behave as a pair. Because you do have a pair of dogs. So you've got to teach them individually and teach them how you want them to be when they are together.
0: And that bit can be really hard. Like I I can say from absolute experience, my two separate work really, really well. My difficulties over, well, both of you know from from dog and duck, my, my problems are always around when I bring them back together. The minute I bring them back together... They forget they meant to listen to me. They will literally, every single time, uh, take the cue off the other one. They're like, glance, what, what are we doing here? They, they are getting better over time, but I've also found as well, um, since Buddy's been neutered, Emma's become... Um, Emma, uh, since Buddy's been neutered, Ella, I can't say my dog's name. Since Buddy's been neutered, Elsa has become quite dominant of him. So I think as well everything that you do with with littermates, they tend to one thing will upset or, or affect the
1: other yeah I mean I I think you just need so much organization and a balance of everything you've got to think this dog's got to grow up as if it went to another home without another dog there but it's also got to be okay with that dog that it's going to live with as well so you've got this constant balance it would be very similar to if you had another older dog but it's obviously you've got two of a very similar age at the same time so you need to make sure like abby said They're going out separately. They're going out together. They're in the house on their own together and and together. Um, You're spending equal time with each of them. They can settle and sleep together, but equally they're quite happy and comfortable to sleep without the other one there as well. And you've got to make sure that they're socialized. So they're taken out to places that you need them to be exposed to together and separately so that you know that they're kind of bomb-proof with each other and without each other from puppy Extending all the way through to their to their adolescence and into their so you need to keep this up. You can't just do it and go, right, they're six months old now. They'll be fine. I can just sort of take them everywhere together. Um, it needs to continue all the way through their adolescence because they'll both possibly have fear periods at different times, they'll both mature at different times, especially if you've got different sexes. You'll have one that comes into season, one that goes through its testosterone bit. You'll have one that if you do know, so you'll have different stages, even though they're the same age, they will go through different life stages at different points and you need to cater for that together and separately.
0: And I suppose you've also got the other side where that maybe people don't think about when they buy them together and they've always been together is at some point one of them is going to pass before the other and leave the other on its own. And if it's not trained to be independent or be able to cope without the other one, that can be extremely difficult for dogs, can't it?
1: Yeah, but even before that point, you'd still you'd still may need to separate them. If you've got different sexes, one might need spaying or you might have one having it season while you've got an entire male. Um, one of them might get injured for whatever reason and be in crate rest. At some point, they may need to be split. And that's why if you're doing it regularly from day dot, it's a very common thing for it to happen and they don't get stressed by that. So you, you're preparing them for it.
2: Yeah. And, and by splitting, I think, what sort of people need to think about is not just like training them separately by taking them in the car, you know, and then leaving one in the the car and training it. You actually have to take one at a time. So leave one at home, leave it on its own at home, take the other dog away, train it or go for a walk, whatever you may be doing, and then bring that dog back into the fold. So it's not just a case of training them separately. You have to actually literally separate them.
0: Okay. So with, going through what we can do to prevent little syndrome but you know i'm sure there's people out there like me thinking I, I can relate to everything you've just said um so if i if you think you have litter mate syndrome what are the steps towards fixing it separating dogs have already gone now that that's going to be quite traumatic in some ways to to start for them what can we do
1: I think firstly it would depend on this kind of spectrum of the syndrome that we're talking about so you could have them just that they constantly can't settle with each other or they 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 don't like being split from each other all the way up to quite severe aggression and obviously if you're getting that you need to see a behaviorist that's not something that we can we can advise in a podcast Um, that would need kind of medical intervention and, and behaviorist intervention but if we're talking about dogs that Rely on each other too much and not necessarily their handlers, and um, don't like being separated from each other, or are very over-boisterous and you can't do training because they just want to play fight all the time. And it's never got to the extreme of being nasty, it's just constant, rough and tumble. The things you can do are definitely in the house, you can start mixing it up with one in a crate and one even if it's in the same room to start with one in a crate one mooching around swap them over little things like that building into it if you're going out for training you can do the the thing um abby said obviously leave one at home but if that can't isn't possible you can start by taking them both out leaving one in the car in sight doing a little bit of training even if it's just walking around the car and put them back in swap them over And then build on leaving them at home. So you just basically break it down into very easily sizable chunks of minimal stress, but starting to split them and then build on that kind of as you would do separation anxiety, Um, but it's just separation anxiety from each other rather than from the human. Um, if you've got the other side of it and it's over boisterous constant play and actually you can't get any training done with the two of them together that sort of thing can be a management of again it depending on their steadiness level can you sit one up while you're training the other and it doesn't move if you can't do that maybe ask somebody to help you and hold it while you do it or one on the lead and one is mooching to start with and then swap them over and things like that so they're just a couple of sort of Little tips that you can do, but again, contact a trainer as well and and help and get them to help you do some dual handling of of both of the dogs and manage and learn how to manage your day in this situation.
0: Yeah, because we have a masterclass on dual handling because that in itself, you know, with or without Littermate syndrome, dual handling can be a difficult enough challenge. But when you add this to the mix, it's, it just takes it up that level again. Um, so, Abby, you spoke with the fact that you've got three sets of them. Is this is this something that like you obviously you've been managing this ha- or preventing this from happening for quite a while?
2: Yeah, it is just as I said earlier on. The easiest way is you have to treat them as individual dogs. You have to take them out separately. You have to train them separately. Walk them separately. Build a bond separately. Feed them separately. You know, and when you when you think, oh, actually, do you know what this little puppy is actually working for me now? Then you can perhaps put them together for a while. You know, and as Emma said, do some brace training and then actually all oh, know they're looking at each other a little bit too often. OK, let's go back to individual, individual stuff. And then depending on the character of the dog, eventually you can have them together as part of your pack and, and it's happy days then. But you need to put a lot of work in at the beginning. It's Absolutely. too easy to take them out together for, for time reasons and say, oh, OK, just deal with it. But actually, you know, you'll regret it in the future.
1: I know my litter mates, we, the minute they were ready to go. So they spent some time in in doing the house stuff that I would normally do. And again, that was, that was separated. Um, and then when we put them into the kennels, we put them with different older dogs, um, to start with so that they they got some manners from obviously some older dogs but equally they weren't with each other they were on two separate areas of the kennels as well um and now if you put them together but that's the thing as well if you completely separate them and then put two because ours are males as well you put two of the same age group back together that have developed completely separately you can then cause issues as well so we were very mindful of making sure that they did spend time together so that they didn't develop aggression from a different point of view, but didn't spend too much time together because then and and develop aggression towards each other from that point of view. So it's just a constant mix of it. And we mix our dogs, the ones that do get on, we've got a couple of terriers that don't get on with anything. Um, But we mix our dogs around in the kennels an awful lot anyway, so that they don't form bonds massive bonds to each other. I like them to all like each other, but I don't want to go to a kennel and get two dogs out that love each other more than they love me. So that it's a really, really fine balance of making sure that they can all kind of be be mooched around and I'm still I'm still the number one love of their life. And we
0: talked for the last sort of 20 minutes about like what we need to be cautious of. But to, to end this podcast, there's quite a lot of joy of having two out of the same litter as well, isn't there? You know, so it's not a case of, oh, don't ever do it. It's just be very mindful of these things. When you have got two from the same litter, as much frustration as my two bring me, because I bred them myself and they, they're mine and I'm watching them grow. I do actually like that they're the same age.
2: Yeah. And um, and I totally agree with that, Joe. Actually, it really, makes you really proud when you walk out with two dogs that you've trained that are litter mates like I've got all brothers and sisters so um and actually you go on a shoot with them and like you get compliments So actually they're brother and sister you know and it is really nice but it is a lot of work to get there you know just just be mindful of that
1: my litter mates I just think they're they're just fantastic they're so different and so similar at the same time that they're just a joy to work together or separately. Um, so it is possible you can do it, but you've just got to have this in the back of your mind all the time that you've got to, you've taken on two dogs. You haven't taken on on two dogs that you can train as one dog. You've taken on two dogs that need training as two dogs.
0: I like I don't know if you've seen yours and probably I'm, I'm probably human humanising a little much, but I almost find even when dad had all his dogs there, Watching little mates together, it's like they always almost talk to each other, like not talk to each other, but you, you see them look at each other, and they're just completely on the same wavelength. so I think there is that bit that sort of makes for me it is worth the stress, and it for me it is stress. it's not for the faint-hearted, I don't think in any way um, if you if you're faint-hearted at all, at least leave a few years between the two dogs you buy um, but yeah, when you when you do have it or if you end up with it, it you can get through it
2: you could definitely
0: get through it and as
2: i said it is a really amazing feeling when you do get through it but there will be as in all aspects of dog training highs and lows along the way
0: thank you ladies for another amazing podcast um i really do appreciate and i'm sure our listeners appreciate the time and effort you put into putting this podcast together and the information that you impart about gun dogs and about training Thank you all for listening at home or walking your dog. We do hope you're enjoying the LWDG Pod Dog as much as we are enjoying and um, recording for you. And we hope to speak to all of you next week. Thank you for listening to LWDG Pod Dog with me, Joe Parrot. Now we all know training a dog takes time, energy, and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page the Ladies Working Dog Group and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com.